This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. This week, Neil Evans Says... A bit of pressure and quite a lot of heat up front before they sort themselves out. For this reason, I do believe the Everest in 2022 can be won by a horse coming from off the speed. Private Eye, Private Eye swamping them. Regan Bayless punches it out and Private Eye won the Epsom. Welcome to the Neil Evans Says Podcast. What a great time of the year. And this Saturday, the richest race on turf, the Everest at Royal Ramwick. Neil is standing by to give us a preview of that race as well as the Kosciuszko, the Silver Eagle, and then we'll head to Caulfield for the Caulfield Cup. Welcome, Neil Evans. Hello, Zumzi. How are you doing, mate? Yes, it is a fabulous time of the year, of course, and it is the sixth edition of the Tab Everest. Good betting race, good betting race. A few new emerging ones this year, but uh, there'll be so much money wagered on which horse and which stable and which slot owner can plant the flag at the top of the mountain. And we're looking at a heavy eight, about 117 millimetres in the last seven days they're reporting at Ramwick, but uh, mostly clear skies and a top of 22 forecast for Saturday. A crowd of about 40,000 expected, 4 yep. a seven, the Everest, the wait for age for three-year-olds and up over 1,200 metres, some of the quickest horses on the planet. $15 million in prize money. And the favourite is number one, Nature Strip, drifting out to about $2.25 with the tab. He currently has just over $19 million in prize money. If he wins the Everest Neil, he'll earn a further $6.2 million, which will put him just short of Winks. She won $26.4 million. Can Nature Strip do it on Saturday, Neil? Well, Sumsy, of course Nature Strip can do it. Very lightly raced this year, of course. Uh, four weeks between runs from being dominant in the shorts, as we know, at, uh, at Group 2 level, but it was pretty much a dress rehearsal for this race. Look, you mentioned a heavy eight. It's going to be better than that. Uh, we'll definitely get to a soft seven. We may even get to a six. Bit of rain on the Friday, uh, but a nice day Saturday. So, And that's music to everyone's ears because Ramwick's been ultra unpredictable during the bad weather pattern. So that's something, the soft rating, that's going to give more horses a chance. Nature Strip. Look, it deserves a go-off favourite, and it deserves to be the one to beat, of course, I've got to oppose it at the price. To me, if I was setting the market, I'd have about $2.80, no less, for Nature Strip. Drawn barrier 12 of 12. My feeling here is that the big guns up the top there, Nature Strip, Eduardo, and even Lost and Running, uh, Saddlecock through, who sits just back off the speed, are all drawn wider out. And there's a couple of long price ones early that are going to go forward from the inside. Horses like the four-year-old mare Shades of Rose, ex-Hong Kong horse Joyful Fortune goes forward from barrier one. A bit of pressure and quite a lot of heat up front before they sort themselves out. For this reason, I do believe the Everest in 2022 can be won by a horse coming from off the speed. So you think they're going to go out hard and then they'll settle in for a bit and then they'll put the foot down right at the end, yep? Yeah, I do think that, yeah. And, and Nature Strip probably just tucks in behind Barrier 12. Eduardo goes forward, give Nature Strip a nice drag across. Lost and running, probably another pair back. But uh, as I say, Joyful Fortune, Shades of Rose go forward. They've got no other choice. They have to go forward. And Giga Kick, the unbeaten youngster, four from four, emerges from nowhere off that Group 2 win in Melbourne, gets into the Everest, will go forward from Gate 5. So there's a lot of sorting out there. And Smoke in the Pipe, back in the field, a horse with a massive finish, I think a number six Private Eye can blouse them and get right over the top. Private Eye is just a bulletproof finisher, of course, by Alma Her Group 2 win down there at Flemington a couple of weeks ago was outstanding. This is a lot tougher, but he, you know, he had to get out of a pocket. He was held up for a while and just boomed to the line. And I could see a similar thing here. If he gets a free crack at them from about the three, 350-metre mark, 
Private Ida, big price, 15, 16 to 1, I think is terrific value, Sumsy. So very much at the value in the Everest. Private Eye goes on top for me. I've got to stick with Lost and Running. Been tipping it for a while. The only reason I'm just coming off a little bit, 7 seven fifty. I think the horse is down to rock bottom price now, but it's had a lovely, lovely build-up for this. The runs have been good. Second up winner, peaking third up. I also think the three-year-old Jackano down there on 53 kilos, the Golden Rose winner, big finisher again. It's another one like Private Eye, tucked away back in the field, once one free, clear crack at them late. Uh, and I'll leave in Nature Strip to run fourth, just on pure class. He'll be up there. So uh, it is an enthralling Everest again. Six Private Eye, big value to win this one over three lost and running. Uh, value again, Jack and o, the three-year-old in for third, number 11. And we'll leave the big boy, Nature Strip, number one, in for fourth place. All right, that's race seven, the Everest at Royal Ramwick. Let's go to race five, the Kosciuszko, the world's richest race for country-trained horses, $2 million in prize money, set weights and penalties over 1,200 metres. Art Cadeau won it last year, but not the favourite this year, Neil. No, that's right, uh, Sumsey Art Cadeau, but don't you worry, Terry Robinson down there on the south coast will have pumped the work into Art Cadeau, who is the iron horse of country racing and will be ready first up, uh, up there on 59 kilos. Uh, they come from far wide and handsome for this Kosciuszko, and why wouldn't they? Two million bucks. It's a country stable's dream. Look, I'm going so wide in the market here, I'm scaring myself a little bit with number nine, Cavalier Charles, from the Mapdale Stable in Canberra, which could be anywhere from 40 to 50 to 1. Wow. And this is a really good horse when it's new in the campaign. It's, it's first up run in a high benchmark city race was good, and the male is the horse is trained on well, and it can be... Very, very explosive when ridden quite off the speed. I like Cavalier Charles settling back second up. They're going to go hard in front. Uh, no prisoners taken up front here. And I tell you what, if you like them each way at a big price, you've got to have something on nine Cavalier Charles. Have to leave in there number six far too easy, who comes from the uh, the far north coast. Queensland jockey Jimmy Orman is on far too easy. Very, very smart horse. Good sense of timing third up to win the race. It goes in number six. I'll leave in one Art Cadeau. Uh, to run third, gets a good run on the map from barrier three. And I just know this horse, it's a first up star. It just runs through walls first up. And uh, the other one I'll leave in for fourth is number eight. It's me, who was the 2020 winner. So they're the numbers, uh, Sumsy and the Kosciuszko, nine Cavalier Charles at a massive price to beat six far too easy. And in for third, number one, Art Cadeau. Okay, there we go. Race five, Neil's tips. Now, race eight, the Silver Eagle, over 1,300 metres. For four-year-olds, set weights and penalties, $1 million prize money. The big lead-up to the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill was meant to run last Saturday, but that meeting was postponed with all that rain. It's been rescheduled for this week. How do you see the Silver Eagle, Neil? Yes, pretty much the same crop going around. Uh, postponed, as you say. Uh, fortnight out from the Golden Eagle, which is over 1,500. It's only a million. The Golden Eagle's eight and a half. I didn't think gold and silver was that different, but maybe it is because <laughs> prize money's huge. Uh, look, I'm sticking with the value that I, we talked about last time when we previewed the Silver Eagle. Just switching around a little bit here. I've got number 10, Waterford, uh, for the Waller Bowman combination on top. Third up, I just think, drawn out, but I'm, I'm convinced that by late in the day, we're getting to race eight, hey, this is 10 to 5 Eastern time. Uh, I think they're going to be well, well off the fence here. So that doesn't worry me being out wide in the outside gate, Waterford. I think there's a sense of timing to produce his best third up, number 10 to win it. Uh, we leave in number 14, Espiona. I noticed it's been well backed in early markets. It's firmed in a couple of points. It's drawn out as well for Waller McDonald 
and third up again, Espiona will be attacking the line. It was good late last start, but I think it's peaking as well. Also, Lock Eagle, the horse from Newcastle, big, big first up winner, holds form second up, gets a nice run on the map as well. And we want to mention number one, Mr. Mozart, up the top there. Second up for the Hawks, Abdullah combination. Will likely go around favourite in a white race, probably under the odds, but has plenty of class. So great value, something in the Silver Eagle again. Uh, as I say, 10 at good value. Waterford on top to win it, to beat number 14, Espiona, and leaving in eight, Lock Eagle. All the way, the Nova Castrin in for third. And off to Melbourne now and Caulfield. They are expecting a heavy 10, the rail out six metres after a couple of days of severe weather across the whole of Victoria. They are getting smashed there at the moment, Neil, with every weather warning under the sun being issued. And it's going to be uh, pretty clear, I think, by race day. But in the meantime, the build-up, it is going to be quite soggy. Yes, uh, I'll tell you what, this could be, uh, you know, I might need to be a rocket scientist and a meteorologist to work all this out because they raced there on Wednesday, 1,000 guineas day. The track tumbled down to a heavy 10. They were spread across the track. And as you say, mate, more rain to come uh, in the 24 hours leading up. Thank God it tends to clear on the Saturday, but I doubt we're going to get much better than a heavy 10. Push the rail out six metres. So what does that mean for punters? I suspect they're just going to continue to get wider. And I wouldn't be surprised in these bigger fields late in the day, including the Caulfield Cup. By the time we get to the five, 600 metres, they could be on the outside rail. All right. Well, race nine is the Caulfield Cup, 2,400 metres handicap, $5 million in prize money. The big lead-up race to the Melbourne Cup. What a terrific field this year, Neil. It is a terrific field, yes. Uh, pretty even field. I don't think there's an out-and-out short-price star or anything in the race, but there's one here we're going to focus on, Sumsy. I talk about a sense of timing. For the distance, and that belongs to number one gold trip, the six-year-old stallion in the Ma Eustace yard at Cranbourne. I think this is a horse that's really, really screaming now for the 2,400 metres. It was very good late in the Group 1 Turnbull, which is a major lead-up to the race behind Smoke and Romans, who sits at the top of favouritism in a wide race. I think 57.5 it goes up for the import. I think it's a fair weight for this horse. This is a horse placed at Group 1 level over in Europe. You know, I really think this is the time for Gold Trip to announce himself as one of the better stars in this country to up to 2,400 metres. So I, I think Gold Trip is the real value in the race. Drawn out, it will get to the outside in these conditions, I think, can thunder home and win the Caulfield Cup. Of course, there's a stack of stack of dangers right around as well. Smoke and Romans, I mentioned him. He's won two straight. He's going good. He's down in the weights. You've got to have to leave him in there for sure, uh, Smoke and Romans. The others I, 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 I want to mention, 19 Durston. We mentioned this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and it ran very well. It peaked on a run, you'll recall, at Randwick. That was uh, a few weeks ago when it just didn't handle the ground late. But I think now fitter and getting up to the trip, if Durston gets a run, it is first reserve, so it does need a scratching and probably close enough to 30 to 1. I think Durston can, can run a race. So just keep that one in mind, punters. The other one I mentioned, 12 Inspirational Girl, XWA Mayor, third up now for Denny O'Brien. Not sure the one gate helps it the way the track might play, but she's screaming for the trip as well. Uh, and she's really, really big value out there at around about the $16, $17 mark. So it is a fascinating cup. Gold Trip is the on-top selection for me, number one, to beat 12 Inspirational Girl. 17 Smoke and Romans probably runs a wide favourite in for third. And just a little sneaky peanut on 19 Durston at a huge price if it gets a run. And don't forget, you can follow Neil on Twitter and get his quaddies for Ramwick and Caulfield. His Twitter handle is at Neil Evans Mail. 
We release the podcast every Friday morning by 8 o'clock. Look out for us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. Don't forget to share us. Great job, Neil. I think you earned yourself another drink after that. And this week, I thought we'd uh, talk about what to wear at the Everest. And according to the official website for the race, the Tab Everest is a time to embrace the best of spring, including floral, prints, lace, polka dots, simplistic millinery, and a pop of colour. And what I thought was interesting about that, Neil, was they then went on to talk about what the ladies should wear. Ah, yes. 